The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restri- straight restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGPN mini helmets are now in store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back, this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play, and every bingo gets $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, the totals edition for the NFL Week 16 games. Not your usual voice here. It's usually Terrell that's hosting these shows for the totals for the NFL games. I am just doing my best to fill in for him. But joining me here, me joining me to break down the totals portion of the NFL Week 16 slate. You guys know him as the voice of the Obviously, the NFL Gambling Podcast, the NBA Gambling Podcast, Tennis Gambling Podcast, and the WNBA Gambling Pod- Podcast. It's Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, what's going on, my man? Nothing much. Uh, almost towards the final week of the NFL regular season. A couple weeks left. I know fantasy playoffs are definitely in the thick of it. Your team's still alive? I'm assuming you're in several leagues. I am officially dead in the water. In every league? or every you have league. like? Okay, how many leagues did you have? I had four. Okay. Yeah. So how many of those did you make the playoffs in the first place? Three. Okay. Yeah. Dead in sorry, the sorry, sorry for your losses. And I had Jonathan Taylor in two leagues, so that just tells you. Oh, well, season yeah. was over anyway, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. But I, I was in one league, and I advanced to the semis, so we'll see what happens. But just now, curious. Is that the league that we were talking about where you need a tight end? Uh, yes. Okay. So and at the end of the day, we made the right middle. decision. It truth is it didn't matter. I won by six. I won by fifty. I was okay. stressing out over nothing because right. my entire team just popped off. But yeah, I benched kills. I benched uh, Kittle. I benched Waddle, and I still scored like hundred and forty-seven. So my okay. whole team just went nuts. But still in it. Knock on wood, and uh, hopefully uh, win a championship. But we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about the totals. How did last week go for you guys as far as uh, what you guys gave out? Overall, it was fine. Uh, can't really complain too much. Uh, there were a couple overs that uh, Terrell and I were on, which ended up working out. I believe we both were on the Jaguars-Cowboys over. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I believe we were on unders uh, because of the questionable weather. And we're going to talk about that in a second because there's supposed to be a lot of really cold games on Saturday. Uh, if you case you didn't realize, because of the holidays, they are having a lot of the NFL schedule on Saturday. So plan yeah. accordingly. But the temperatures keep dropping. And we saw a lot of ugly football. So I expect to see 
a similar story in week 16, especially with some teams not really caring anymore mm-hmm. and you have some backup quarterback potentially starting again. So I'm expecting some ugly football. You? Yeah, you're right. I think when you get to this portion of the season, especially when these teams are playing outdoors, especially on the East Coast, right? We talk about cities like New England, um, Carolina, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. those, yeah. yeah. Those type of uh, Chicago, obviously, you throw in there as well. So def, uh, we'll talk about the weather like you guys usually do. Go through the injuries as well for some of these teams. So, Scott, let's just kick it off, my man. Thursday night football. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars headed to MedLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets. Uh, your team's in action. Uh, big game for both these teams. I say look to uh, fight for their playoff lives. Jacksonville coming off of the huge OT win against the Dallas uh, Cowboys and the Jets. Um, believe that they lost to the Detroit Lions uh, with Zach Wilson at quarterback. But looking at the total in this game uh, for Thursday Night Football, this number actually opened up at 42. That's been bet all the way down to 38 uh, in this game. Starting to see some 37 and a halves out there as well. Um, Let's talk about the weather here first here, Scott. Um, For the Thursday Night Football game, I just had it in front of me. Here we go. It's supposed Um, to be rain. Yeah, 48 uh, degrees and looked like we're going to get some rain there in New York. So, Pretty ugly weather in uh, New York or, say, Jersey, where this stadium actually is. Uh, We could talk about the injuries here. Let's start here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence is on the injury report. He was a non-participant on Monday. He's questionable. You'll see a lot of questionable attacks, especially this early. I'm sure Lawrence is, uh, you know, a threat to not play. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. okay. Uh, but I think the bigger news is that they did lose Cam Robinson, their offensive tackle, um, for the rest of the season. He does have a torn meniscus that he suffered in the game against the Dallas Cowboys. So big loss there on the offensive line. Uh, looking at it for the New York Jets, I believe Zach Wilson is going to be starting this game here, Scott. Yeah, they said that it's very unlikely that White's going to play. He might have been ruled out already. Yeah, he's already ruled out. Yeah, He has three fractured ribs, I believe. I think three was the magic number, but his ribs are messed up. They're on a short week. Zach Wilson's behind center. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Quinn Williams' defensive tackle uh, is a game-time decision. He's dealing with a calf injury. I'm assuming uh, he's going to play. In this okay. It's, it's a must-win game. Yeah. He, he was a game-time decision on Sunday, decided that he wasn't ready to go. Once again, it's a must-win game. I expect him to play in some capacity, maybe on a snap count, but I expect him to suit up. Yeah, and then uh, Dwayne Brown, George Font, and Corey Davis and LaMarcus Joyner all uh, officially listed as questionable on the injury report. But, uh, Scott, what do you think about this total for this Thursday night football game with your team in action? It's really a tough call because Jacksonville's been a very good over team because the offense has been really good. But the Jets offensively have struggled, especially with Zach Wilson. And the defense, of course, is still very solid. I think I'm going to lean under. I don't feel great about it. I really wish I got there at 42. The fact that it's already crossed over 40 and now it's at 38 makes it very unappealing. But it's a short week. The Jets played against an awful defense last week in Detroit. I know Detroit's gotten better, but still. And that game was hideous from start to finish. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting a lower scoring game. Lawrence a bit banged up, but the offensive line could be a concern. The Jets offensive line's not great either, and Wilson is really just a bad quarterback. Uh, I am investing a decent amount of my uh, budget and fantasy on Jaguars defense, so we'll see what happens, but I'm going to go with the under. I just think with the bad weather on a short week, we've seen the Thursday night games be especially hideous, and with the concerns 
involving quarterbacks, either for injuries or the fact that Zach Wilson's behind center. I think I'm on the under. I'm expecting a must-win game between two teams to be very competitive. And I think you'll see this game finish somewhere around maybe 20 to 16, something like that. It might be close, but I'll lean under. I think there's a reason why the money is coming this heavily. And maybe it's because of Zach Wilson being there instead of some hope that Mike White was going to play. But I think the weather's a big deal. I'll go with the under. Yeah, uh, this season, the Jets are 5-2 and two towards the under in their home games. But contrary, the Jacksonville Jaguars are actually 6-1 and one, uh, to the over in their road games. That is the, mm-hmm. by far the best in the league. But I think, yeah, you're right. With, with Zach Wilson under center here for the New York Jets, not sure exactly what to expect, even though – Last week, he did have a pretty good game. He's getting yardage-wise. I know maybe some of it was in uh, a couple of long passes there, what I'm trying to say, because I was watching this game. He had 9.1 uh, yards uh, on average on his completions, 317 yards, two touchdowns last week for him. But he does take the sacks as well. So, uh, yeah, especially with the weather there, like we mentioned there, Scott, I would probably lean towards the under in this game here as well. Um, Jacksonville, like I mentioned, they are 6-1, but they've probably played some defenses there that have not been very good. And Jets, at least for the season, uh, they they were uh, one of the better defenses in the league. So I think that they should be able to get some pressure on Trevor Lawrence here and this uh, offense. So I like the under here as well. Um, any team totals that you want to uh, throw in here uh, as far as the totals go? If I'm going to take a team total, it's going to be the Jets under. That's okay. right, the only team total I can look at. Because Jacksonville could potentially exploit this defense with the concerns involving the defensive line if Williams is not able to play. The Jets' secondary, though, is still incredible, but we have seen some success from Evan Ingram lately. We've seen Zay Jones emerge as a solid weapon. I believe he had three touchdowns last week. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars have moved the ball well the last couple of weeks, but I do think the Jets' secondary and the bad weather might result in a bit more of a conservative play-calling situation sure. from both teams, really. But Jacksonville's the team I'm most concerned about. I said before, I'm trying to pick up Jaguars' defense for fantasy, so I'm not exactly threatened by Wilson you might have a pick six, which is a concern, but I do think Jets team total under would be the way I'm leaning since you're expecting Wilson to basically score three touchdowns, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, uh, I don't very, I don't trust Zach Wilson at all either. Uh, I'd probably yeah, go towards the under in their team total as well. Jacksonville, uh, right now I see their team total at 18 and a half. Um, yeah, this thing they're one of those ugly games. I think like a 17-14 type of final mm-hmm. type of game here, so – uh, yeah, unders in this game for sure. You have anything else for this game you want to throw out? No, not really. I think Jacksonville's going to win, but this is a total show, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, uh, let's keep it rolling here. The next game on the schedule, let's go over to a Saturday game. We have a Saturday games this week. Uh, most of the games are actually on Saturday this week. Uh, first game on the board, Buffalo in Chicago. The take on the Chicago Bears, 1 o'clock Eastern start. Uh, looking at the opening total for this game, the – Line opened up at, let's see, 45 and a half in this game. And that number has also been bent all the way down to 40 and a half. Do see a 41 out there. But consensus I'm looking at is 40 and a half in this game. Um, for the weather in this game, I am seeing it's going to be very, very, very cold. Six degrees uh, overcast, about winds of 18 miles per hour. Uh, let's get over to the injury report for this game. We'll start here with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they are um, not anything significant. I see a lot of guys that are questionables. Um, 
They have an extra day, though, because they played on Saturday. Yeah. Jordan Phillips, questionable. Ryan Bates, also questionable, but uh, nothing of significance. For the Chicago Bears, Chase Claypool, limited participant in practice on Tuesday. Fields got uh, injured last week, but he came back into the game. It just seemed like minor cramping, so it wasn't yeah. exactly a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Brown was a non-participant wide receiver. And Khalil Herbert is, I believe, designated to come back in this game uh, at the running back position there for the uh, Chicago Bears. So uh, nothing big as far as injuries go here. Uh, Scott, what do you think about this total? 40 and a half uh, between the Bills and the Bears. By the list of uh, temperatures for the entire week on some extremely cold uh, you know, temperatures, mostly on the East Coast. But mm-hmm. this game, you mentioned what the weather is going to be actually According to the uh, wind chill and stuff like that, it's going to feel like negative 11. Yep. So I guess the question is, do you want to take an over in the 40s with a uh, you know wind chill of roughly negative 11 and one offense is really not exactly known to air it out? Yeah. I, I, I'm leaning under. I think that Buffalo can score. We've seen them. They play in Buffalo. They're going to be used to the cold weather. Mm-hmm. The wind is the concern for me, yeah. and I kind of wonder if Buffalo is going to have to pivot more to a ground attack, either with the three running backs they have or with Josh Allen maybe running for 70 yards. We know Chicago doesn't exactly need an excuse to run the ball, but I see a lot of running clock, and we saw how windy it was in Chicago last week. I believe the Bears punted from the 31-yard line. It was was something absurd that I haven't seen arguably ever, Mm -hmm. but with the wind and with the actual cold weather, I think I have to look at the under because I do think there's a couple ways to get there. Both offenses probably need a half or at least a quarter to adjust to the actual wind and the cold temperatures. And then as the game goes on, I think you're going to see both teams really struggle to throw the ball at all. So I'm going to go with the under. I'm expecting an ugly game. Buffalo might get theirs. I'm not sure Chicago will. Give me some type of like 20 to 10 final. Buffalo is a perfect 7-0 and to the under in road games so far this season. I see it as a simple Buffalo get-in, get-out type game where they don't yeah. exactly blow them out. But they'll do enough to win the time possession battle, to win the field position battle, and to force fields into some third down and long situations. And Chicago's offensive line also can't really block anybody. So I think you could see Buffalo's pass rush get home a couple times. But I'm going with the under. Yeah, big game for them next week for the Buffalo Bills. They have a Monday night football game in Cincinnati. So definitely uh, implications for that number one seed uh, next week against Cincinnati on Monday night football. I'll be, yeah, I go with the under as well. I mean, that's 7-0. The strong trend, obviously, this season in their road games for the Buffalo Bills. Um, talk about the weather, like you mentioned, minus 11, wind chill feel. Um, and I think, like you mentioned, get in and get out for the Buffalo Bills. I think we'll see a lot more running in this game. Um, especially how bad the Bears' uh, rush defense has been all this season. So maybe, you know, Josh Allen, um, Devin Singletary, those guys get it going on the ground. And just that just means tick, tick, tick on the clock, especially when you're talking about totals uh, for this game. Yeah, I think you need both teams to contribute, and I'm not yeah. sure you're going to get that. Yeah, 100%. Um, team totals for this game probably Bears under. So, Scott? Probably. Uh, I think I'd be more tempted to maybe take passing yards if I was going for player props because okay. I think I'd lean under on those take the over for quarterback rushing yards but yeah uh, i just expect an ugly game and i think that buffalo probably comes out on top so i guess i'm automatically leaning bears team total under yeah i agree 
Uh, all right, next game on the Saturday schedule, it's going to be, let's go over to, let's go over to Cleveland. Uh, New Orleans Saints headed to Cleveland to take on the Browns, another one o'clock Eastern start on Saturday. Uh, looking at the opening total for this game, it came out at 38. This is probably the lowest total I've uh, seen in quite some time in the NFL here, Scott. It's at 32 in this game uh looking at the weather for this game um you have it there in front of you, you want to give out the weather uh yes uh believe with the wind chill it's supposed to be let me just pull up the exact number here uh it's gonna be in the negatives i believe or it's gonna be yeah. like four degrees it's it's definitely really really cold sorry See a minus nine minus C minus nine okay so yeah. it's supposed to be minus nine mm-hmm. uh definitely yeah I a see lot minus of wind. nine. so a lot of wind a lot of cold weather it's Cleveland in December. What exactly did you expect? Yeah, and you have a dome team in the Saints now going outdoors to Cleveland uh, in this game. So maybe we've already missed the number on the under here, but what are you thinking about the total at 32? 30, 32. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's really a spot where Cleveland has shown me nothing offensively as soon as Deshaun Watson got there. Yeah, And I know he's still working out the kinks. And last week against Baltimore, he really wasn't that bad. He did what he needed to do. They just dared Huntley to go the length of the field every time, and he couldn't do it. Yeah. I think I'm going to lean to the oh, – oh, boy. What do you say the wind was again? Uh, 26 miles per hour. Now, look, last week, 13-3 to final. If I don't know if that's any consolation. I know. But with that – I think I have to go under with that wind. I, yeah. I, I can't avoid it. It's not even the temperatures, which definitely isn't ideal. We saw how bad the Rams looked in the second half against Green Bay yesterday because mm-hmm. they weren't accustomed to the weather. That's why I had a personal play on Green Bay. But I think I have to lean under here. Cleveland can't even move the ball against the Texans in a dome. Yeah. And Baltimore last week, defensively they're fine. Offensively they didn't do much, but it's not like Cleveland did much either. The Saints were good for a half in a dome and then shut down entirely against Atlanta's defense last week. Yeah, I don't really trust either unit here, and Chubb is now injured. He's on the mm-hmm. injury report. He's questionable to play. I think he might play, but the fact that the main weapon here is potentially going to be compromised makes me lean even more to the under. I'm not sure either team reaches 17 in this game. I, I think you yeah. might see a very similar scoreline to what we saw in that Ravens game, 13-6. Like if you get any field goals, you might see a lot of fourth down attempts and it's not going to work out, but I'm just expecting to see a borderline like army Navy game where you just see a bunch of handoffs for about 90% of the plays, if not more, I'm on the under. I I really just don't see how either team's going to move the ball. Well, unless you have either a big defensive play or a massive handoff for a massive game. But I think I have to go with the under. It sounds crazy, but I really don't see either team getting to 20. I don't see either team getting to 17. And if that's the case, I kind of have to take the under. Do you yeah, see either team getting to 17? Because I really don't. I would probably think like a 17-14 final, 14-10 That might be the final. ceiling. Yeah. yeah. I think it was some, we'll see something similar to what we saw last week in Cleveland with Baltimore and, and the Browns there. It being in Cleveland, this game being in Cleveland again, right? So, um yeah, and again, you talk about Deshaun Watson. I mean, he missed two years. Obviously, you know, he's not – it's going to take him some time to get back to the level that he was playing at with Houston, especially trying to just build chemistry 
with the receivers and and getting the play calls and all that good stuff. So, uh, but as far as the total, yeah, I mean, we're already starting to see some thirty one and a halves pop up at some of the sharper books as well. So, all I know uh, is for a prop, I'll bet on no first half touchdown score. Yeah, I'm like not that. sure what the price will be. It might be short. It might be like ten to one. I'm not expecting a massive payout here, but for thirty minutes in freezing weather with two teams that want to run the ball and can't exactly throw with the wind and all. The Saints' run defense, I know it kind of got gashed a little bit in the second half there against Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Overall, decent unit. I think you'll probably see a very, very ugly first half, especially. Mm -hmm. First half total, 16 and a half. (laughs) I I, I mean, I don't know how many field goals you even attempt in this game. What's the first quarter total? Uh, it's got to be six and a half if I had to guess. I'd be if it was seven and a half, I would easily slam it. Yeah, I see. It's, it's six and a half yeah. at minus 115, which means you maybe could get a flat seven at like yeah. minus 140. Yeah, that might be an option for you, mm-hmm. but I see a very ugly game, especially in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're, you're able to get it, find a 10 in the second quarter, I would probably look at the under in that as well. I see nine and a half. Yeah. Uh, maybe shop around. Maybe once mm-hmm. uh, some other books drop it, somebody makes a mistake. But yeah, this, I think, uh, game is probably the game with the biggest weather implications. I'll tell you one prop I do like, though. Scoreless yeah. quarter. Yes, is plus 125. Oh, yeah. That should last be, week, minus. That should yeah. be minus 110 minimum. I mean, last week, I know it's a different team that's coming into the building, but... That first quarter was scoreless, and the fourth quarter was scoreless. If you can't kick field goals, then your odds of having a scoreless quarter drastically increase. So, yeah, especially with 26-mile-hour wins, right? For plus money? Field goals. I mean, plus 125. I mean, that's a borderline autoplay. Yeah. Didn't Tucker miss free field, two field goals last He missed twice. Game? One was wide. The other one got blocked. But they kept oh, okay. settling for 50-yarders, and yeah. it was terrible weather. So I'm not surprised. Okay. Um, anything else for this game? I know probably team told you probably both look at unders. I'll be watching something else. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Next game on the schedule here. Let's go over to uh let's go over that's not even the right week I'm looking at. Uh Tennessee. Houston uh is gonna be traveling to Tennessee, a divisional matchup here. One o'clock Eastern start in Tennessee. Uh opening line as far as a total 41. That number has been bet down to 37 now. I uh, didn't even get to the injuries for that last game, but let me get to it here. I mentioned for... the weather, by the way. Uh, temperature is supposed to yeah. feel like five degrees. Okay. And uh, you have a Houston team that is, we're pretty much used to cold or hot weather about mm, 11 and a half months out of the year here. Also, now. no wind because they play yeah. in a dome. So. So for the injury report, we know Derek Singley Jr. and Damian Pierce have been put on IR. They are going to miss the rest of the year. And as far as questionable tags, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, wide receivers questionable, Kenyon Green, offensive guard questionable, and Steven Nelson, cornerback questionable in this game. For the Tennessee Titans, Amani Hooker questionable, Christian Fulton questionable, Trey Avery questionable Traylon Burks also questionable but the big news I think is going to be about their starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill um I think what I saw before we got on here is that it's an uphill climb quote-unquote for Ryan Tannehill to start this game who is dealing with an ankle injury so maybe looking at Malik Willis 
possibly, but I think we see heavy, heavy, heavy doses of Derrick Henry, and we know the history or what is it, four uh, straight 200 yard games? Yeah, uh, with Derrick Henry as the running back uh, going up against this Texans team. But Scott, here looking at a total of 37 in this game, how do you feel about that? I'm on the under. Once again, it's hideous weather. Malik yep. Willis can't throw. We've seen him play before on prime time, and mm-hmm. they still managed to go to overtime against Kansas City, but he can't throw. So I expect to see a lot of running. Uh, Willis played a couple of series there before Tannehill came back. Truth is, I think Tannehill probably wouldn't have come back if Willis looked competent back yep. there for a couple series, but he didn't. And Tennessee was viewed it as a game they needed to have, lost in a f- on a field goal at the buzzer. But still, I have to go with the under. Willis can't throw. Tennessee's going to have to run the ball literally 40 times. Yeah. The fun question is, what's going what's the player prop on Henry rushing yards going to be? Which is going to be the really fun conversation to have. Can you get it into the 120s? Like, I, I, I don't know. It was 104 against the Chargers. And I think he finished with around 104. I want to so, say, uh, when these two teams matched up earlier, it opened at like 98 and a half and it closed. And Willis didn't play in that game either, right? It, and Willis did play in that game he too, did. right? Yeah, he That's did. That's what I thought. Let me look it up here. Uh, I'm pretty sure Tannehill missed. Yeah, Tannehill missed that game. I remember because uh, Sean and Ryan were in ta- town and we were watching that game. What did Henry have? Like 219 yards? 219 yards on 32 carries. How many carries? 32 carries. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the um, three out of the last four games, uh, he's had 30 or more carries. And, and like you mentioned, four straight games against the Texans of 211 yards on the ground or more. That's not combined. That's per game, guys. <laughs> I, I, I got to assume his rushing yards prop is going to be in the 120s I, yeah. or even higher at that point. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't care know. what the number is. I'm, I'm taking the over. I'll take the alt. If you give me 200, I'll bet it. I mean, yeah. let's be real. The carries will be there. I'll take rush attempts. Rush attempts might be free in this game. If yeah. you end up seeing a number that's below 25 and a half, I think it might be free money. But yeah, uh, I'm on the under. Uh, yeah. You saw the first meeting this season in Houston. And we talked about for a second, just to confirm that Tannehill was not playing in that game. And in the dome, the game still landed 27. So, and that involved the garbage time touchdown by Davis Mills in the final 20 seconds of the game. So I'm on the under. Give me another ugly game. A lot of running clock. Houston's defense, kind of stingy. I don't know why, but they're kind of stingy. I'll go with mm-hmm. the under. It's a division game, right? And I think you guys have talked about how volumes have, how division games have been going under. And so far this season, Texans in three division games, 3-0 to the under. Tennessee, 3-1 to the under. Um, Are you ready um, for this expanded Dr- Jeff Driscoll package outdoors? Hey, man, they, they, it's it's been fun to watch. It's been fun. I'm just saying. I'm assuming they, you're going to see a lot more runs with Driscoll because you don't have many running backs left. Yeah, it's it's Rex Burkhead pretty much for the Texans. Um but I'm, I'm glad they shut Damian Pierce down for the season because we already knew before the season even started that the season was going nowhere. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm on the under uh, here. Uh, entertaining anything as far as the team totals? Maybe Titans team total over and then the Texans under? Uh, but what do you think about team totals here, Scott? I think I'm actually leaning Titans under. I, okay. I just think 20 and a half is too high. And I get the fact that Derrick Henry is a lunatic and he might go for 200 yards. But he went for 200 last game, and they scored 17 in a dome. And two of the I touchdowns were him. <laughs> yeah, that's I. Yeah, but the point is Willis can't throw. Yeah. So I feel like it's expecting roughly three touchdowns from an offense that's going to be able to basically generate nothing through the air 
mm-hmm. is a little bit too much of a of a task for me here. Yeah, I'm on the I'm, I'm on the Titans team total under. I just think 20 and a half is a little bit high for a team that's probably going to need a bunch of clock being like drained per drive unless Henry breaks one for 70 yards. And then at that point, you might have a potential sweat on your hands. Yeah. But doesn't 20 and a half seem a little bit high for a team that really just has a basically a running back playing quarterback at this point? Yeah, the only thing that does make me nervous is that Henry breaking three touchdowns three, and four touchdowns whatever, in this game. Yeah. That's a yeah. pretty big if, isn't it? Uh I mean, look, if you look at the history, he's had two straight games, or sorry, four straight games where he's had at least two touchdowns on the ground. But um and these games have tend to be higher scoring between these two teams historically. It's also misleading because you had Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Right. And also Ryan Tannehill at quarterback and yeah. AJ Brown and all those guys as well. So as far as you know, we, we talk about the weather here. Uh, we talk about the injuries in this game, it being a number uh, division game as well. So they only um, scored fourteen against the Chargers. It's not like offensively they've been great to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, twenty and a half. If you're able to find a twenty-one. Um, yeah, I take the under. I, I think uh, this is going to be another under game here. So, and the Texans team total at fifteen and a half. I think I like the under there as well. So this is a big game for the Titans. Um, you know, if they have. Uh, you, could argue Jaguars. A, you could argue it's a must-win game because Jacksonville's been yeah, phenomenal. One game back. Jacks, Jacksonville won the game in Tennessee, and yeah. Jacksonville has Zach Wilson on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So by the time this game takes place, they'll already know where they stand with Jacksonville. Right. So this game is very, very important, especially yeah. against the worst team in the league. You, you got to win these games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, let's get over to the next game here, Scott. On Saturday, we got the Seattle Seahawks headed to the – Midwest, we can say, to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this will be in Kansas City, 1 o'clock Eastern start. Uh, let's look at the opening line, uh, the total for this game. Open up at 48.5. That number has pretty much stayed the course at 48.5 in this game. Uh, as far as weather, uh, it is going to be cold, 5 degrees. It's supposed uh, to feel like negative 6. Yeah, negative 6 is the feeling. Uh, wind is not a big concern here, Scott, so uh, don't have to worry about that. Let's get to the injury report for both of these teams here. Start with the road team for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Al Woods, defensive tackle, questionable. DJ Dallas, running back, questionable. And Trey Brown, cornerback, questionable. Tyler Lockett has been uh, ruled out. Uh, he's going to have surgery, and he could be back for Week 17. Um, and that is pretty much it for the Seattle Seahawks. For the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Miko Hardman has a good chance to play. He's going to be returning from IR. Same um, says Clyde Edwards. I saw don't, uh, Tony had a fair catch there on a punt return, so I didn't even know he was back, but he yeah. played last week technically. Yeah, look at their injury reports. Pretty clean here. Mm-hmm. Um only one guy, and that guy is returning in Miko Hardman. So a uh, healthy team here for Kansas City Chiefs here, Scott. Totals at 48 and a half in this game. What are you thinking about this total? This one's pretty tricky because I blindly want to take the over because both defenses stink, and it's not yeah. even close. They're awful. Seattle's defense has fallen off a cliff, and Kansas City's defense has been terrible too. Uh, you know how low I think of Kansas City's defense when my lock on the Twitter post was Texans team total over 16 and a half. That's yeah. so you know how bad I think Kansas City's defense was, and I believe they got there in three quarters. It really wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah. But do I really want to take an over with a wind chill of negative with of negative six? I think I I think I do I don't even, I think I do, I guess. I mean Seattle's so, at extra prep time. They played yeah. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
Mahomes should go for 300-something passing yards. Mm -hmm. Geno could still torch this defense. I know Lockett's probably out for the year, but you still have Metcalf. You still have Marquise Goodwin, who's been pretty good. Mm -hmm. You have tight ends as well. Kenneth Walker could go nuts in this game. Wouldn't mm -hmm. surprise me. I think I'm leaning over, but I'm kind of just banking on Kansas City to score like 35. Yeah, Jet, oh, sorry, Seattle is 5-1 and one towards the over in their road games, but the Kansas City Chiefs are 1-5-1 and uh, five and one towards the under in their home games. So um, I think that, you know, you talked about how bad both these defenses are. I think that they'll be able to take advantage of it, right? They should. I mean, I don't know if Geno's going to look awful with how cold it is, but Seattle, the offensive line hasn't been great, yeah. but they can run the ball. Metcalf's still a big player receiver. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty telling that with all of these totals plummeting around the league with either wind or just freezing weather, mm -hmm. this total's still at 48 and a half. So yeah. judging based on the line movement around the league, I think I'm leaning over because mm -hmm. it seems like most betters don't exactly think that the cold weather is going to matter for the total in this game. Yeah, and I think that it could be cold, but I think the bigger factor is always when you talk about if it's going to be windy, right? Yeah. And this this game doesn't have uh, any significant wind. Um, and I think Kansas City, you know, even if they're not trying, they can still put up points uh, against uh, uh, these teams. And we saw them put up 30 against the Texans last week. And about, I think, through three quarters, they were just kind of sleepwalking through that game. And fortunate enough to get out of victory there. did did go to overtime last week. And now Seattle, talking about Seattle's defense, have how bad they've been as well, especially on the ground. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with a, a can with the over at. I want to go with the Kansas City Chiefs team total over in this game as well. Here, Scott. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. I think Kansas City really should score north of 30 in this game because mm -hmm. the Seahawks are bad at everything defensively. Yeah. I guess the one question is Kansas City, of course, wants to air it out with Mahomes. Seattle is so atrocious against the run. Do they pivot more to Pacheco? I don't know because he's still Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I think he's going to get his, so I'm still on the over. I thought they would utilize, or Pacheco would have more success last week against the Texans. He was fine, uh, but he every, was good. But yeah. Andy Reid and Biennemi know that every time you run the ball, the defense automatically wins because it means Mahomes isn't throwing it. Yeah. So you're automatically going to have a massive imbalance with pass attempts to rush attempts with this offense. Yeah. Um, so overs is what we are looking at. Anything else for this game, Scott? No, not really. I, I'm trying to make a case for anything underrelated. Maybe Seattle, but it's mostly player prop based. Mm -hmm. I just think you're going to see a lot of points. Uh, team totals are 29 and a half for the Chiefs and then 19 and a half for the Seahawks. I can't tell if 19 and a half is too low or not. Because Seattle's offense has kind of fallen off a cliff lately, mm -hmm. but it's been against good defenses. They played Carolina, scored 24, get a garbage time touchdown with like 15 seconds left. And then they played against the Niners, and I was on their team total under because the Niners are ridiculous on defense. So yeah. that total does seem a little bit low. I mean, you gave up 24 to Houston. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. Seattle could get to 20. Yeah, I think so. All right, uh, let's get over to the next game. It's going to be the New York Giants going to Minnesota uh, to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, no concerns about weather since they do play in a dome, but looking at the line for this game on the total, this number opened up at 45.5, and, and that number's actually been bet up to 48 
uh, in this game. Uh, let's look at the injury report for both of these teams. For the New York Giants, they are on a short week since they did play. Or not really a short week. They played on Sunday night. But um, looking at the injuries, let's see here. A lot of questionable tags. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, questionable. Evan Neal, questionable. Leonard Williams, questionable. Adoree Jackson, questionable. Um, so maybe some just some knickknack injuries for uh, this New York Giants team. For the Minnesota Vikings, who are going to have some extended rest here since they played last Saturday, came back in thrilling fashion when they were down 33 to nothing. Um, let's see. By the way, speaking of Seattle, Kenneth Walker did not practice today with an ankle injury, but I'm assuming he's going to suit up. They're probably just being careful, but yeah. keep an eye on Walker. Okay. Um, for the Minnesota Vikings, Patrick Jones, the second linebacker, questionable. Garrett Bradbury, center, is also questionable. Eric Kendricks recorded 12 sacks in uh, one sack last week for the Minnesota. I don't know why that's even relevant on the injury report, but he is officially questionable. Other than that, pretty much everybody's a go. Scott, this number has seen money. Come in on the over where we're at 48. What are you thinking about this game? I'm not sure if I fully agree with it because okay. Minnesota had a massively high scoring game against the Colts. Yeah. However, you had a special teams touchdown, a defensive touchdown. Mm -hmm. And if you look at how Minnesota's defense played, they really weren't that bad. They just gave up a bunch of field goals. Like the red yeah. zone defense was solid. They just gave up two touchdowns, one on offense with a pick six and the other with the blocked punt. So I, I kind of think Minnesota's defense is a little bit undervalued now. They're not good against the pass at all. And it got masked because Matt Ryan is a statue at this point who should have retired already. But the Giants don't exactly excel at airing it out either. And defensively, the Giants are... They're okay. Uh, you could say the secondary is not great, and I guess the argument is Jefferson might go for 150 yards, but their pass rush isn't bad. Thibodeau had the defensive play there that led to a touchdown uh, last week against Washington. 48 with the Giants? I think I'm going to lean to the under. I, I feel like there's a couple ways to get there. Either the Giants offensively really don't move it well through the air and they drain a lot of clock on the ground with Barkley, mm -hmm. or the Giants pass rush gets home against Cousins and they force him into some third and longs. 48, I just think, is too high. I'm going to lean to the under. You know the Giants want to play keep away. They want to run the ball. They want to drain clock. And I think you could see a game that's a bit higher scoring early on and then potentially dies in the fourth quarter if you see both teams trying to milk the clock. I'm going to lean under. I just think 48 is an overreaction to the Dome and the overreaction to the final score against the Colts. I think that Minnesota defense actually didn't play that badly despite all the points that were given up on the scoreboard. I'm going to lean to the under. I think that if you yeah, do like um, Giants in this game, it's probably correlated towards the under. Um, I just think you need context for Minnesota's defense because they yeah. gave up, what, five field goals? Yeah, and I was looking back at the game last week between the Colts and the uh, Vikings. I was like, how the hell did they put up 33 points? But a lot of it was field goals, and like you points. mentioned. Yeah, 36, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was field goals, and like you mentioned, it was a a block kick that returned for a touchdown, and then a a defensive touchdown in that game as the well. The Colts so. had 341 yards, including mm -hmm. overtime, and the Colts had a drive there which gained like 30 or something yards. So the Colts yeah. had roughly 300 yards 
in regulation and they still mm-hmm. scored 36 points. Yeah. Like I, I feel like people are overreacting to the final score and blindly betting the over, but Minnesota's defense really wasn't that horrible despite what the final scoreboard might tell you. Yeah. Um, I'll... <sighs> I want to play the over in this game because I feel, feel like the Giants can move the ball on this Minnesota Vikings defense. Why do I feel like Minnesota is going to be hung over after such a comeback and they clinched the division title? Are they just going to sleepwalk through the entire first half again? I mean, I think they'll sleepwalk to the entire game. They might. That's what I'm saying. But I feel like there's a couple of variables to include here. Yeah. Minnesota's playing for what exactly? Yeah, like exactly. With San Francisco for the two seed? Yeah, that was going to be my, like, what's the motivation? Like, you've clinched the division. You're not going to catch the Eagles where they're at, what, 13 and 1 now, 14, 13 and 1. Um, so. And, and the Eagles have the head to head. Yeah. So it's not, it's really not going to matter for the Minnesota Vikings on where they end up. But the motivation is all there for the New York Giants because they did get the victory against the Commanders on Sunday night football. They are still going to be fighting for a wild card spot. So. I think it's I, I can see Minnesota completely just no showing this game entirely. Yeah, and they only put up what maybe seventeen points in this game. So I think that's a good point that you bring up there. That 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 swayed me to the under with you. Um, I think Giants cover in this game, and that seems kind of correlated towards the under in this game. The dog in the under. So I think the Giants uh, are going to win. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my upset of the uh, week well, so the week. far. But yeah, it's three and a half. That looks a little short for. Uh, an 11 win team against the giants, but I think it's short for a reason. Mm-hmm. In addition to the lack of motivation, usually the game after a miraculous win, you just see it, them completely no show the game or get demolished. Sure. I'm sure cousins had the chains on for the, uh, for the ride home. Yeah. Uh, and you might've been celebrating a bit more uh, with the division title. I'm going to take the under. Yeah. Uh, team totals uh, currently seeing Giants at 22 and a half and then 25 and a half for the Vikings. I'm looking at Minnesota under. I think okay. 25 and a half is too high. Uh, I do think even though Jefferson could go nuts, the Giants have really done a good job of bending but not breaking. They had a couple of really bad games uh, against the Eagles, for example. It was really just a month straight. Mm-hmm. They're really banged up and they're starting to get some bodies back. Maybe Xavier McKinney can return. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But I think that total's too high. I really see a close game here. I see a 23-20 type game. Um, do you bet on any of the, uh, the team total touchdown props instead of like team total points? Occasionally, but okay. it really comes down to which has the better value. And I'll give you an example. You're looking at the Titans team total before, 20 and mm-hmm. a half. I mm-hmm. like the under, right? Right. So the touchdowns under two and a half for the Titans was minus 175. Right. But the team total of 20 and a half was minus 110. Yeah. Which implies that Tennessee has roughly like a 60 cent chance in comparing the difference to score two touchdowns and kick three field goals. Yeah. As opposed to just scoring three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You can say the same thing for the for the over. Like, if you like the over, you might get a plus price there compared to getting a minus 110. I mostly only bet it if there's a serious disparity between the odds because usually the difference is can Team X make three field goals while scoring, like, two touchdowns, which is extremely unlikely. So if you want to bet the touchdown prop, it's usually overs for me because you'll get a massive boost in odds. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, okay, so I was saying Giants team uh, team total touchdowns at two and a half, and their team totals at twenty two and a half. So I have I'm I'm picking up Gano this week for fantasy, so I'm hoping okay. they attempt seven field goals. Okay, yeah. Uh, right. I I don't mind it, but the Giants do kick their fair share of field goals. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game here, Scott. We got the Cincinnati Bengals going to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Uh, another one o'clock Eastern start in this uh, matchup. Um. Looking at the opening total for this game, this number opened up at where are you, New England? Uh, here we go, forty-two. That number is now at forty-one and a half. Um, a little money on the under with a half-point move there, but nothing of significance like the other games that we did talk about. Uh, let's start with the injury report here. Let's start here with the Cincinnati Bengals. Trey Hendrickson is uh, questionable. Mike Hilton, questionable. Hayden Hurst, questionable. Da uh, Jalen Davis, also questionable. So we have about two guys on in the secondary and then your defensive end who are questionable. And then Sam Hubbard is uh, going to be missing a few weeks uh, for that defensive end position. And that is pretty much it for the Cincinnati Bengals. For the New England Patriots who are just coming off that painful loss. Um, yeah, first of all, uh, Jacoby Myers is still on the roster. Okay. So, let's just um, throw that out there. Bonus injury news. Uh, Damian Harris is questionable. Jack Jones, cornerback, questionable. Jalen Mills, cornerback, questionable. And Devontae Parker, wide receiver, questionable. Uh, last week, 30 to 24 final in the game between the Patriots and the Raiders off of the um, I don't know if it, what to call it, the circus at the end, the lateraling, I guess we can say, by the uh, New England Patriots and Jacoby Myers. The memorable ending. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but, hey, New England, give them credit. They fought back to tie that game up. They put up 24 points against the Raiders, who defensively have not been very good. Cincinnati last week, I believe they were getting shut out at the half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They kicked, they kicked a field goal at the buzzer. So they were getting shut out for the first Okay, uh, like 29 minutes and 57 seconds. Okay. Uh, and then they come out and put up, what, 24 points in that second half of uh, some turnovers by Tom Brady in the offense. Sorry, more than that, actually. They put up 31 points yeah. uh, in that second half, 17 in the third, 16 in the fourth. I might have um, given out Tampa team total under 20 and a half and got victimized by that garbage time stat padding drive by Brady. But, yeah, but we also needed that for him to get the pass attempts. Pass yeah, attempts, yeah. I, I had more money on the pass attempts, so I'm willing to sacrifice, but yeah. still. Um, but hey, we have two teams here AFC matchup. Cincinnati has just been rolling, they're sitting at 10 and 4. New England fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, what are you thinking about this total here, Scott? Or sorry, I didn't even touch on the weather in this game. Um, I don't think it's actually that bad for the weather. Yeah, 22 degrees, uh, mostly cloudy. We're seeing a wind chill of. Probably like 10. Feels like 10. Yeah. Yeah. Is there um, wind? Wind is about 13 miles southwest, so nothing too uh, too bad. Okay. Yeah. What do you think I about th this game? I think I'm going to lean over. Okay. This might seem contrarian, but Cincinnati's defense, did they play well or did Tampa just keep handing them the ball inside their own 30-yard line? Because I really don't think the defense – did much it just looked like tampa bay just kept voluntarily punting the game it really was the Cincinnati uh, just kept saying thank you they just kept getting yeah. the ball back and that one hurt last week because i had the tampa bay buccaneers plus three and a half really 
Yes. I mean, I understand the line looked very sketchy, but I was yeah. I only took the uh, pass attempts, but the Tampa team's just a lost cause. A first yeah. place Tampa team's a lost cause. Six and eight. But this I'm reminds me of still. yeah, a couple of seasons back where like AFC South winner had like I think like eight wins. And then I, mean, I, think... I, I automatically think of the uh, Beast Quake uh, with yeah. Marshawn against the Saints in the playoffs. But yeah. Um, yeah, you say you like the over in this game, or Scott? I'm going to lean to the over. Uh, okay. I think Cincinnati can move the ball against this team with Chase and Higgins being healthy, mm-hmm. with Mixon and P. Ryan being solid running backs. But as I said before, Cincinnati's defense, I wasn't sure if they really did much or if Tampa really just imploded because that offense stinks. They're, Hendrickson might not play. Hilton's banged up. I know they were missing another uh, cornerback. Their secondary is really banged up to hell and back. Mm-hmm. I think New England can move the ball a little bit against this team. So I'm going to lean to the over. Cincinnati could always just score 28. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if Burrow just torches this team. New England might be shot after the loss to Vegas. I'm curious if they just come out flat defensively. But I'm going to lean to the over. The weather is not great, but it's definitely worse around the league. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. I just think this number's a bit short. What do you think about the, the I guess, what we've seen on social media over the past couple, well, maybe not last week, but the prior weeks of it's just Mac Jones being frustrated by the play calling? I'd be frustrated, too, if Matt Patricia was calling my plays. <laughs> I, I mean, it, the thing is, people are going to kind of roast Mac Jones for it, saying, you know, you're still a young player. You shouldn't be showing up your coaches. He has a bad temper. Mm-hmm. I'd have a bad temp- temper, too, if we were calling 17 screen passes per game. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, like, I understand where Mac Jones' frustrations are. Mm-hmm. Is he a good coach? Is he a good uh, quarterback? Not really. Is Patricia a useless offensive coordinator? Yes, because he has a defensive background. The whole thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I think they can move the ball. Cincinnati still was really awful defensively in the first half, mm-hmm. which I think is seriously concerning. And yeah. if Tampa didn't just hand the ball over roughly four times in a row, mm-hmm. they could have scored potentially 20 and change. I know they got there in the end from garbage time, but still, yeah. I'm going to lean over. I'm not sold okay. in Cincinnati's defense, and I am sold in Cincinnati's offense. I'll take the over. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think this one was I was a little bit conflicted on. It, it really could go. I got to take way. some overs here and there. I think it's yeah. a decent contrarian spot. Yeah. 41 and a half. I think both teams can put up a combined six touchdowns if you make the extra points here as well. Um. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll lean with the over. I, I think this is a game where Cincinnati can put up at least 24 points in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Team total is only 22 and a half. I like the over for Cincinnati. I think yeah. it's way too low. Yeah. Uh, what do you see for the Patriots? I see 19 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Which, which sounds kind of about right, maybe a little high, but I can see a 27-17 type game. Yeah, but over two and a half touchdowns for the Bengals, I think they can put up three. I think they should. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I'll leave with the over. I like that team to- team total touchdowns over um, for the Bengals and then total points, uh, 22 and a half. I think they could get to 23, 24 for sure uh, in this game here. Um, and since well, it has use of the cold, so. Yeah, yeah. Anything else for this game, Scott? No, not really. Okay. Uh, it's, it's my kicking dilemma. I'm waiting for the waivers to clear, but I have a choice between Gano and Folk. And Folk leads the league in field goal attempts and whatever, but I really think Cincinnati's going to smack the crap out of this team. Like, I'm not sure if New England's going to be attempting many field goals when they're down early. Yeah. After last week, 
I don't know how New England comes back from that. They might just get steamrolled. Yeah. All right, next game on the schedule, uh, the Detroit Lions headed to Carolina to take on the Panthers. 1 o'clock Eastern start. Looking at the opening line for this game, 44.5 was the number. Um, see some 44s out there over on win bet. Uh, still see some 44.5s as well. Do see a 43.5. So uh, definitely shop around for the best number. Uh, looking at the injury report, let's start here with the Detroit Lions. Uh, for the Lions, their injury report, let's see. Michael Brocker's defensive end is on the questionable tag. Uh, nothing of really significance um, for the Lions, so they look pretty healthy. For the Carolina Panthers, Ian Thomas questionable, J.C. Horn cornerback questionable. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and Andre Roberts wide receiver is designated to return from the, uh, injured reserve. I didn't realize he was still in the league. I didn't either. <laughs> uh, but other than that, pretty cool. Other than that, pretty clean injury report, but JC Horn is the big one there for the Carolina Panthers. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Lions really have just been a dead nut under team, at least on the road, Scott. They've been a great over team on the uh, on their home field, at Ford Field, indoors, where weather's not a concern. We talk about Jared Goff outdoors. Last week was another example of that, where they did get the victory 20-17 to 17 against the Jets in the outdoor setting. They are 3-3 three and three, uh, to, on the total so far this season on the road. And then Carolina, another great defensive team, and I don't—they haven't really been a, a team that's been trending towards over this season. They are actually, yeah, eight and six towards the under so far this season. But how do you see this total being played out here, Scott? I like the under. Uh, Carolina is a team with Darnold at quarterback. For better or worse, they're five and nine. They're a game out, or or they're like half a game out of first place because they have the tiebreaker <laughs> against uh, Tampa. But. I have to like the under because they still have Darnold at quarterback and they don't want to throw, and rightfully yep. so because we've seen Darnold play. But they have Hubbard. They have Foreman. I know Foreman has really done nothing the last couple of weeks, but they try to run the ball a bunch. They try to dominate time possession, and defensively they're good. Now, they weren't great against Pittsburgh last week, which is a bit concerning. Uh, Seattle, they gave up 24, but you had a garbage-time touchdown there in the final 20 seconds, so they really gave up 17 in that game. But the Lions offensively, outdoors they weren't great against the jets they were good when it mattered they found mm -hmm. brock right wide open for a 50-yard touchdown to win the game mm -hmm. but the main issue with detroit they were awful against the run for a decent portion of the season for the yeah. last couple weeks they've been really good against the run they've yep. completely flipped the switch and i do think if they can hold their own against carolina's running game good luck having darnold to try to beat you uh, i'm going with the under i see an ugly game I see 2017. This is really a game both teams kind of need to have. And I think you're going to see a very contested defensive struggle as a result. Give me the under. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't touch on the um, weather in this game here. Let's see here quickly. Uh, 25 degrees is the actual temperature. Wind is not a concern. Eight miles per hour uh, blowing west and feels like 19. So nothing big there. But, you know, we've talked a lot about Jared Goff in uh, outdoor and settings and Darnold as well. Yeah. So who would have thought we would be here in week, what is it, week 15 with Jared Goff and Sam Darnold going at it for possibly playoff positioning? Uh, this I'm rooting for Carolina. Season. No offense to Detroit. They're fun, but I would laugh so hard 
if Tampa misses out on, on a playoff spot because Carolina went like seven and 10 and yeah. won a division. That would make me laugh so hard. So I'm rooting for Carolina, but I like this Lions team. Yeah. Um, Lions team total, I, I kind of like the under here, 23 and a half. I'm looking at the under too. I think Carolina defensively is good. I know Pittsburgh moved the ball decently against this team. Detroit's ground game has really not been great recently. And I want to wait to see if JC Horn's going to play before I pull the trigger on anything in particular. Yeah. yeah. But I am leaning to the under in this game. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think my favorite bet in this game is that Detroit Lions team total to go under in this game. Um, you know, you just mentioned it. That... I said 2017. So that's what I'm yeah, expecting. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else for this game, Scott? No. All right. Let's get over to the next game on the schedule. And that is going to be. Um, we're at the four o'clock games now, right? We have one oh, more no, we game. Have Falcons Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Falcons Ravens last one in the one o'clock window for the Saturday games. Um, Atlanta traveling to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, looking at the total for this game, open up at 41. This number has also been bet significantly down to 37 and a half. Lamar Jackson, as of Tuesday did was not participating in practice. I don't think he's going to go in this game. He's a hard maybe. According to earlier reports, they said we'll see how the week progresses. Mm-hmm. I'm against him in fantasy, so I really hope he doesn't play, but I don't think he's going to. Yeah. The argument is Baltimore lost the game they could have used there against Cleveland. Yeah. But Baltimore is still, what are they, 9-5? and 9-5, and five, yeah. They're, They're most likely back. fine. Atlanta yeah. still has Ritter at quarterback, and he cannot throw to save his life. He can yeah. run. He's got no accuracy whatsoever throwing the ball. So I don't think he's going to play. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to lean to the under. Yeah, I think I like the under anyway because yeah. I really don't trust Ritter, especially outdoors. And that was the main issue I had with him in Cincinnati. I thought he was a fun quarterback, but if you watched him play, he really could not throw the ball accurately mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And he went 13 of 26 in a dome against the Saints last week. Mm-hmm. According to Windchill, it's supposed to be seven degrees. Atlanta plays in a dome. They're not going to be used to it. Yeah. Huntley might be behind center again. I'm on the yeah. under. Yeah, I'm on the under here as well. Um, Even if Lamar plays, I think Atlanta's got to contribute something. And Baltimore defensively has been good. Yeah, I think this might be like a 20 to seven something in that neighborhood. And that's type if of Lamar final. plays. If it doesn't, yeah. you might have another no touchdown first half. Yeah. And we saw last week there, their offense did struggle for the Baltimore Ravens. They only put up three points in that game against the uh, Cleveland Browns. Now, Browns, obviously. Before that, they, they scored one touchdown in the final minute against Denver. They Denver. didn't score a touchdown for 59 minutes. Yeah. And we know that the Ravens are a, a running team, right? Mm-hmm. Like Both the, teams they, are. Yeah. So and the, they, you know, the pl- tick, tick, tick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, agreement there. Uh, team totals. Let's take a look here. I'm on Atlanta under. I don't think they do anything. I don't see a number for it, but do the math. 37, 19, probably 15 and a half. 15 would be my guess. 15 and a half is probably the number that comes to my head. I'm looking at the under. Yeah, I don't think they put up two touchdowns. In I don't game. think Ritter can throw. Yeah. And their rush defense is not too bad for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the last three weeks, they've been very – I mean, they've been consistent for the season. They only give up 3.8 yards per carry, which ranks number three. That's the more last, important stat because Chubb had 99 yards last week, but because the weather was so bad, Cleveland ran the ball 40-something times. So yeah. 
Rushing yards might be a bit misleading. That's kind of why I like yards per carry. Yeah, 3.7 uh, yards per rush attempt, um, which still ranks number three, third best in the entire league. So, and unders in this game. Cleveland had 33 rush attempts for 143 yards, just for yeah. reference. Yeah. So. Uh, anything else for this game, Scott? Uh, not much, too much to add here with the struggling offense of Atlanta. If Lamar is out, I consider scoreless quarter again, but okay. that's kind of all I'm looking at. Is there any wind concerns in this game? Uh, no, okay. let me double check. I think because I know the wind is supposed, I know that the weather is supposed to feel like nine degrees. I wasn't sure if there would be wind or not. Uh, it's about 15 miles per hour, so maybe a little bit. Okay, it, it worries me when we get to about 20. Uh, well, scoreless quarters minutes. terrify me when you have Tucker get hit from 60, so any yeah. type of wind helps. Yeah, uh, all right, uh, let's get into the four o'clock window here for the Saturday games. Uh, we've got the Washington Commanders in San Francisco to take on Brock Purdy and the 49ers looking at the line for this game. This number opened up at 41 and a half here, Scott, uh, that number has been bent down to 39 and a half. Do see some 39s out there as well for this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for this, uh, let me start with the Washington commanders. I'm sorry. Uh, commanders here on their injury report. Let's see. Chase Young, questionable. That is pretty much it. Uh, Curtis Hodges is designated to return from IR tight end for the Washington Commanders. So nothing of significance for the Commanders. Uh, we did say that or did see that Riverboat Ron is going to stick with um, Tyler Heineke at quarterback. If they can't get it together, maybe they return to Carson Wentz. So, but as of for this game, Heineke is going to remain the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Christian McCaffrey was a limited participant on Tuesday. I'm sure that's just injury management. They played Quest on Thursday. They'll, yeah. they'll be close to full strength. Yeah. Questionable tag for him. Brock Purdy also questionable uh, with the oblique injury was limited at practice on Tuesday. Then that is pretty much it. We already know Debo Samuel is going to miss at least the rest of the season. And yeah, pretty much it there. Uh, Washington having to go up against uh, one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the entire league here, Scott. Maybe a big letdown spot here as well for the Washington Commanders after what transpired last week, not only as a result of the game, but the lack there of calls for the Washington Commanders. Uh, maybe Tyler Henneke looking over his shoulder after the comments by uh, head coach uh, Ron Rivera in this game, but I really don't expect a lot of success here for the uh, Washington Commanders going up against this type of defense in the San Francisco 49ers. What are we thinking about the total here? I think that Washington's going to get demolished. Uh, that's kind of my <laughs> initial takeaway. Uh, but if you're wondering what I think about this total, Washington's defense is still good. Purdy looked completely healthy, but I know he has been battling an oblique issue. So I'm kind of curious how he's going to look. But I'll tell you this. If the Niners get to, let's just say, 24 points, mm -hmm. which I think is a reasonable number, maybe 27, mm -hmm. are we sure Washington even gets to 13 or 14? Because I'm not. Mm, I don't think so either. I think I have to go with the under. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've seen three games now from Brock Purdy. What is your conjure assessment on this? Because I haven't really gotten to talk to this, talk to someone about this. That's not a Niners fan. Um, he's looked great. He looks like he's a good game manager. He's made some plays. He's only had one interception, and that was in the first game where he had to come in as in relief of Jimmy Garoppolo. But at least over the last two weeks, four touchdowns, no interceptions. 
Uh, QBR has been above average. What are you thinking about Brock Purdy? Uh, in college, I didn't like him at all. But yeah. so far, he's looked very good. And when it comes to my overall thoughts on him, I think he is surprisingly not far off from Garoppolo. And okay. I'm, very, I'm very low on Garoppolo compared to most people. Most people don't like him. I just don't think Garoppolo is any good. But if you're asking me right now, I would pick the Niners to make the Super Bowl. Okay. So I think Purdy's good enough. He's a game manager, but so is Garoppolo. So once again, the drop-off isn't that bad. And Purdy can run. Mm -hmm. He gives you a little bit of mobility there. But you have great weapons. You have a great offensive line. Your defense is otherworldly. I mean, you're the best defense by a country mile. Yeah. My overall takeaway, I think Purdy is fine. I think he's in a perfect situation. And I think he's good enough to lead the Niners on a serious run. Okay. Is that I'm assuming that's what most Niners fans have told you. Are we on yeah. the same boat? Because I understand the Dolphins defensively are not great. Mm -hmm. The Seahawks defensively are not great. So you could be waiting to see how he looks against an actual elite defense. Yeah. My question is, how many elite defenses is he going to actually face in the playoffs? Philly's defense is good, has some hit or miss spots, but usually solid. And Their run defense is terrible, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I, How many great defenses would he even face in the playoffs? Because the AFC, you're looking at the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Even the Cowboys defense has fallen off a cliff in the NFC. Mm -hmm. How many good defenses like are there in the league? Because Denver's defense is great, and they're not even close to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about elite defenses in the league this year, it's San Francisco. I didn't mention Tampa, by the way. Tampa's defense is good, and yeah. pretty torched them. Yeah. So, and if you're looking at a legitimate Super Bowl contender that's coming out of the AFC, it's, as far as defensively, none of them are the top. Well, only Buffalo's in top 10. As of uh, if you're looking at NFL, sorry, uh, team opponents uh, yards per play, yeah, and they're ranked number ten. So Indy's number nine; they're not making the playoffs. New England's probably not going to make the playoffs. Denver they might, but I'm it. assuming that loss to Las Vegas killed them. Yeah, um, Denver number four; they've been eliminated before this after week two. Jets, and then it's Philly and San Francisco that are number one. As I said before, a lot of the elite defenses will not make the playoffs. Yeah. So, so I think Purdy can do it. Yeah, I think so too. I think that would be one hell of a story, Mr. Irrelevant, getting this team all the way to the Super Bowl. Possibly, it's like a sequel. Get... It's like a, the sequel's never as good as the original. It's yeah. like the sequel to the Kurt Warner story without the grocery bagging, but the same <laughs> idea takes yeah. over for an injured guy, leads him to a Super Bowl. It's not the same thing as Kaepernick because Kaepernick was more dynamic than Smith. This yeah. is more just Mr. Irrelevant leading some phenomenal story. If I had to pick right now, I am picking the Niners. I think the Niners would be Philly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah I, don't, I, have, I don't know if you agree with me on that, but with Hurts' shoulder injury now, I think mm -hmm. it's a discussion. I think this has been the best defense of the Niners that we I can remember. At least since Patrick Willis has been there. Yeah. And this offense, I think I think as we kind of go week by week here, this CMC trade is looking absolutely great. Yeah. Especially with the injury to Debo now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point. Debo might Debo's going to come back at some point. Yeah, he in the will. Playoff run. So yeah. you're looking at the Niners. I would pick them to make the Super Bowl. I yeah. think that they're that good. And Philly, I mean, some of it might have been shoulder issues, whatever. But Hurts didn't look great last week. I know he had three rushing touchdowns, but mm -hmm. the passing. What do you have? Two interceptions. He didn't look great. Yeah. I, I think the Niners are really built for potentially winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, all right, let's go over to the team totals before we get into the next game. Uh, Niners are at 23 and a half and the commanders at 15 and a half. Take the under on the commanders. 23 and a half seems sharp. I could see the Niners getting to 24 on the dots. Mm-hmm. So I'll stay away. Yeah. But I'm on the commanders under. They scored 12 okay. against the Giants. Yes, I know there was some ref ball situation stuff at the end. Yeah. The Giants defense isn't particularly good. No. So the fact that they only scored 12 in that game, the Niners should feast in this game with extra yeah. prep time too. Yeah. It might get ugly. Yeah, I think so too. All right, let's get over to the other 425 Eastern start uh, game in this week 15. That's going to be the matchup of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles in Dallas to take on the Cowboys divisional matchup here. Eagles win this game. They win the division. First of all, let's just start off. It's about injury report stuff, but just briefly. Yeah. We're assuming Minshew is going to play, correct? Yeah, I would assume that as well. Okay. That's what I think. I think Hurts would play if the Cowboys won last week and the Eagles lost. Yeah. But now the Eagles are three games up. Mm-hmm. Either the Cowboys lose one game or the Eagles win one game and the division's a wrap. Right. And yeah. you also might want to hide some stuff from the Cowboys if you see them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think there's no incentive to playing Hurts besides trying to pad his MVP campaign. Yeah. There's more important trophies to deal with. Yeah. I think it'll be Minshew behind court, behind center. I mean, do you really want to hide anything from Dallas? I mean, especially in the playoffs where they haven't won a playoff game in I don't know how many long. It might not matter. You're gonna you're probably yeah. gonna get the bye. You're probably not gonna see Dallas anyway, but you can make the argument that, you know, you think you can beat Dallas, so why not help yeah. them get in? Oh, that makes sense. Um so the line for this game, and I think this was the assumption with Hurts playing, open up at 50. Mm. And when the news came down with Jalen Hurts more than likely missing this game, that number was bet down to around 46 and a half. And I think consensus right now is 46 in this game. So we just touched on the quarterback news, obviously, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And look, let's look at some any other injuries in this game. Um I don't see anything of significance for this team other than the Jalen Hurts news. Apparently, CJ Gardner Sanders is healthy. They just decided he needed the week off last week. Apparently, and I had him on my fantasy team, which again mm-hmm. did not do anything. I had for him in a lot of play and a lot of uh, player prop stuff. So yeah, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson safety uh, says he was put on the IR uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so. Other than the Jalen Hurts shoots, everybody is uh, healthy for this team. For the Cowboys, Jake Ferguson tied in questionable. Um, Their Vander entire Esch, secondary is injured besides yeah. Diggs. So. Vanderish has been ruled out for this game. He's got a neck uh, issue. So. Uh, yeah. And then that is pretty much it. The Anthony, entire secondary is yeah, sec- yeah. That's that, That's been the case for weeks. So. Yeah. Um, Scott, divisional game here. Uh, playoff implications, obviously, for both teams. Division on the line here for the Philadelphia Eagles. What are you thinking about this total here at 46? I actually love the over in this game. All right. I think the Cowboys defense is atrocious and I've been critical of this defense for a couple weeks. It's not their fault. They have really no number two corner. They've been using Joseph who is about as useful as I am at corner. He's awful. (laughs) Uh, Diggs has been very good, but you're looking at the defensive line been a bit quiet. Parsons is still doing his thing. Lawrence is still good. But the linebacking core now without Van Der Esch, it's a big loss. He's their best tackler. 
and mm-hmm. he is now going to miss time with a neck injury, and he might be out for a while because he's battled neck injury his entire career. And the Cowboys, of course, will be very careful with it. Yeah. But you have no secondary, and you have to deal with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. It's not like Minshew's a scrub. Like, Minshew can play. We've seen him play. I think that he can pick apart this secondary. The ground game should have some success behind that offensive line and with Van Der Esch being out. And the Cowboys' offense is still good. Do I think it's an amazing unit? Dak's going to make a couple mistakes per game. The offensive line isn't as good as it used to be, but it's still pretty solid. I like the over. I think both teams can move the ball, and I think you'll see in a dome especially, both teams have success. I'm on the over. Yeah, I get it. I think that especially defensively, it's a huge concern right now for the sorry for the Dallas Cowboys. I think the, I think the Eagles are going to win the game, even even without Hurts playing. I think sure. the line movement's embarrassing to be honest, but yeah, the Cowboys secondary, I can't take an under with it. They cannot stop anybody. Right? Yeah, now. and if you kind of take a look at the last couple of weeks, um, I mean they gave up twenty to the Giants, okay, nineteen to the Colts, but they also scored fifty four in that game. Uh, twenty. Three to the, I was about to say the Rockets, the 23 to the Texans. I think last week was really the telling part of it where they give it was 23 out. to the Texans, but they had a goal line stand in the final two minutes. It could have yeah. been 30. Yeah. And they could have won that game to the uh, to mm-hmm. the Texans if they converted there. But last week, I think, is a bigger concern where they gave up 34 in regulation before they got the pick six in the game where the Jaguars put up 40 in that game. And now you have a very high powered offense, uh, even if it is Gardner Minshew. We've seen what this guy can do when he was with the Jaguars, even if you're bringing him for one game. Um, he's always up to the task, right? So for me, um, I, I like the Eagles team total in this game. If you could put a gun to my head, I agree with you, Scott, about the full game over in this game as well. Um, looking at the team totals here, Scott, we're seeing 25 and a half for the Cowboys, <laughs> 20 and a half for the Eagles at even money. Hell yeah. I'll take the over 20 and a half <laughs> at even money. I mean, thank you. That is probably the best bet. Yeah. Give me the over two and a half touchdowns of plus 135. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I think they'll just have success on the ground, even if like Miles Sanders, he'll be going in this game, but they can have success anywhere. That's the point. I don't think the Cowboys are going to get many stops no matter what. Unless Minshew just turns out to be terrible because he's rusty. Yeah. But it's Minshew mania. You know, he's going to go out there and play for Coach Leach. Rest in peace, Coach Leach. But I'll bet, I'll bet the alternative passing yards on Minshew. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so early in the week. We're here on it's Tuesday. too early. I think he's at a shot for 300 this week. Yeah, I, th- I don't know who mentioned it. He's going to throw for 350. I think it was in the Discord channel. Somebody mentioned it. But I posted on Twitter that he's going to go for 300, and Twitter's going to lose its mind. Yeah. But I can see I can see it. Yeah. I mean, I agree. they have a lot of weapons there, wide receiver for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, anything else for this game? Uh, I also forgot to mention Goddard is supposed to be back off the IR. Yes, that's a big get back for them. So another weapon, along with Devontae Smith, along with A.J. Brown. They've guys have been having great seasons for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. All right, Scott, let's get into the Saturday night football game, and that's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders headed to Pittsburgh uh, to take on the Steelers. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, this number opened up at 40, bet down about half a point to 39.5 in this game. Uh, looking at the weather uh, in Pittsburgh for this game. Um, let's see. It's going to be 13 mile hour per winds. We're looking at some fog in this game as well. The real feel is going to be minus two with a temperature of 12. You have Derek Carr headed outdoors. 
I don't think there's anything of significance of that. But what do you think? I think about historically he has not been great outdoors. Outdoors, yeah. Um, now you have a dome team that plays in Vegas and at two Pittsburgh to the East Coast to take on a Steelers team here. It's supposed to be uh, well, Kenny Pickett, according to earlier reports. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, so Kenny Pickett should be back for oh yeah, sorry, let me go through the injury report. I'm sorry. Uh, so let me start here with the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are – give me a second here. Raiders injury report. Okay. I see Samir White, White, Samir White running back, non-participant on Tuesday. Uh, he's dealing with an ankle issue. A lot of injuries to the secondary. Harmon is questionable. Uh, Jensen cornerback is questionable, and then some injuries on their offensive line. Alex Bars and Jackson Barrett also questionable. They did get back uh, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waddle last week. Waller did score a touchdown for the Raiders. Um, and then let's get over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like Scott mentioned, it should be Kenny Pickett going for the quarterback position. Deontay Johnson is also on the injury report here. Coach Mike Tomlin said Tuesday that Johnson is dealing with turf toe injury. Miles Jack also questionable for the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Scott, 39 and a half here is the number I am seeing for this game. What do you think about this total? I'm on the under. Uh, going through the weather, uh, it's supposed to be a wind chill of negative four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the Raiders are ready for that. Playing mm-hmm. in a dome in the West Coast, traveling East Coast to play in uh, negative temperatures. I don't think that's a good recipe there. And pick is not very good. So yep. I'm on the under. I see an ugly game. Once again, another hideous uh, uh, primetime game, 16-13, 17-14, something ugly. I'll take the under. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. Not much else for me on this game with uh, Raiders going to the East Coast in cold weather. Uh, it's going to be an ugly football game. I think we'll see a lot of uh, running, whether that's with Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris. Um a little bit of a, Warren thrown in there, I guess. Yeah, a little bit of uh, Warren thrown in there as well. See like a 17, 14, 20 to 16 type of game here uh, between these two squads. Uh, anything else for this game? You want to get into any team totals that you like for this game? Uh, not really. I'd probably look at uh, – I mean, I kind of like the under on both teams yeah. uh, for, for team totals. But Pittsburgh's at 20 and a half. Mm, yeah, and it's With funny Pitt- that – yeah, and the total touchdowns over two and a half is at plus one forty. I'm not saying the Raiders' defense is good, but it's a negative four degrees outside. Like yeah. I'm not expecting Pittsburgh to like air it out for three touchdowns here. I I think I have to like Steelers team total under. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm there with you as well. Under twenty and a half uh, for the Steelers there. Uh, Raiders at eighteen and a half. I don't have much on that. No, Do you have anything I don't on have that? Much either. Okay. All right, uh, let's get into the Sunday slate here. Three games on Christmas Day in the NFL. First game is going to be the Green Bay Packers headed down to South Beach to take on the Miami Dolphins. One o'clock Eastern start in that game. Uh, looking at the opening line for the total in this game, that opened about 46 and a half. That number has been bet up all the way to 49 and a half uh, in this game. Looking at the weather down in South Beach for this game, it, it's going to be 52 degrees uh partly cloudy 11 um uh, 11 miles per hour as far as the wind goes um real feel is going to be 52 so not, nothing big as far as weather uh looking at the injury report for both of these teams green bay did play on 
Monday night football where they did get the victory against the Rams 24 to 12. As far as the injuries go for this team, uh, let's see here. Um, not much of significance for the Green Bay Packers. Keep an eye on that injury report because, again, it's only a day after they played a Monday night football game. David Bakhtiari is questionable to no one's surprise. For the Miami Dolphins, uh, they are coming off of that Thursday. Was it Thursday night or was it Saturday? Uh, which game? For the Dolphins and the Bills. It was Saturday, right? Oh, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of extended rest. Uh, on their injury report, Jeff Wilson Jr. questionable. Eric Rowe, safety questionable. Um, and Elijah Campbell's safety is questionable in this game. Pretty good weather conditions compared to the other games that we've talked about, uh, Scott, that are outdoors. But what do you think about this game at 49 and a half right now? It's a high total. Uh, it might rain in Miami, so keep an eye on that. But I'm, I'm on the over. Okay. Uh, Green Bay defensively was good yesterday against the Rams with Baker Mayfield outdoors. Congrats. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really know what else to say there. Miami's defense, not good at all. Uh, I think offensively, they should look a lot better. Uh, they've struggled the last couple of weeks, but they played against the Niners and they played on the road. They're returning home. I think it's a nice bounce back spot. Green Bay's defense, still not great. So yeah. I think I'm going to look at the over. The question is, can Green Bay contribute enough? I think they can. So I'm going to go with the over. I can understand if you want to take an under, but I think I'm leaning over in this one. Yeah, I think the only concern I have about the over in this game is that for whatever reason at home this uh, year, the Dolphins are 5-1 and one to the under uh, down there with the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, Obviously, you have to look at division games and, and quality of opponent as well. But um, I think that the Miami Dolphins are probably going to get their points in this game. I'm staying away from the full game total. If, you, uh, if I had to pick, I would probably go with the over, but I think more so I like the Miami Dolphins team total in this game, which is currently at, not sure if it's going to be listed here. Let me see. 26 and a half. I think they can get four touchdowns easily. Over three and a half touchdowns is at plus 145 here, Scott. I don't mind that. Uh, Sanders has been better lately, but they don't exactly kick many field goals. We know McDaniels is very aggressive. I mean, Daniel's very aggressive, but you're yeah. looking at Miami, and even though they lost last week, they've scored 29 points in the snow in Buffalo. Like, I didn't think they were that bad offensively, and Tua still didn't have a great, the greatest game in terms of accuracy. I'm hoping you piece it together at home, but I, I think they can build off of what happened last week. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think them just being back home, I know they've been having a, a lot of road games here, have the Miami Dolphins. Um they were in San Francisco. They were in Buffalo last week. They were in LA. I think they just stayed on the East Coast for that. But after three straight road games here and they've lost, I think they kind of have to get back to winning. Obviously, if they're you know getting a a playoff position um, for the playoffs, I'm sorry. And now you have a Green Bay team that defensively they were good. Maybe last on the Monday Night Football, it was Baker Mayfield. But you're going up against a totally different offense here. That has a lot of speed, right, with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddle. So I think that they'll be able to put up points in this game. Uh, so my favorite play, at least in this game, is going to be the over three and a half touchdowns, plus 145. Also do like the team total for the Dolphins at 26 and a half. Uh, anything else for this game here, Scott? Uh, no, not really. I just expect points. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game on Sunday. That's going to be uh, a 3.30 Eastern start. 4.30 Eastern start. Denver Broncos in L.A., do we really need to go through this? Um, opening line was 35 and a half. That number is surprisingly bet up to 36 and a half. I, I'm, uh, I'm just on the under. I, yeah. I kind of just want to move on. 
Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to be betting this game. I don't like this game. Gun to my head. Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson. Give me the. Is under. it? Is it Wilson? Like, is there a chance they oh, yeah. just? Is it a chance they just say why bother and just put Rippin back there again? They won last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, let me double check. Uh, it just says he's questionable. Nothing official yet. I guess also the only have... argument to the over would be you're indoors, so the weather's not a concern. But I, I hate both these teams, so yeah. I'm on the under. Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, on the under. Anything else you want to mention? We could just zoom past this one. Uh, I think we could just zoom past this one. Yeah. All right. Um, next game on Sunday night football, uh, or sorry, for Sunday night football game, it's going to be. Mm, Tampa Bay in Arizona uh, to take on the Cardinals because they have put a, a more shitty game on Sunday night football on Christmas Day. Like we can flex out of this one, but uh, obviously weather's not a concern with Arizona being in a dome. Looking at the lines for this game, Tampa, oh, uh, sorry, the total opened up 42. That number has been bed down to 41. Injury report for both of these teams. Let's go to Tampa. Um, Tristan Wirfs, questionable. I think he's on track to play. Vita Vea is going to miss this game. The coach said that he's more likely to that Wirfs is more likely to play than Vita Vea. Um, Carl Nassib, linebacker, questionable. Julio Jones, questionable. Jamal Dean, questionable. Antoine Winfield uh, Jr. is considered day to day ahead of the game against Arizona. So there's an outside chance that he does play. For the Arizona Cardinals, obviously we know about uh, Kyler Murray. He's going to be gone for the rest of the season. Uh, Colt McCoy is dealing with a concussion. So he is day-to-day, something to keep an eye out for in this game. And then you also have uh, some injuries in the secondary to three cornerbacks in this game here, Scott. But uh, what are you thinking about this game? 41 is the total. Under. I mean, there's nothing really to like about the over. Tampa offensively was good for about a half against Cincinnati and then did not score until the final minute and change of the fourth quarter. But offensively, they stink. Arizona defensively was fine last week. I mean, they had a couple of really bad interceptions, which resulted in some short fields for Denver. But I feel like I have to like the under. Tampa's defense did look good for the first half. Wasn't their fault. They kept having to be on the field at their own 30-yard line. I still like this Tampa defense. Arizona's defense is fine. It's mostly just daring Tampa to do enough to score quickly, which they're not capable of doing. I'm on the mm-hmm. under. I see another ugly 20 to 10, 23, 13 type game. I just don't think it gets into the 40s. I'm on the under. Yep. I agree with you. I think that Tampa probably comes out, takes care of business 24, 10, something in that yep. neighborhood. Yeah. I, th- I think they just come out and take care of business here and move on to the next week. Uh, all right, last game of the week 16 schedule. It's going to be the LA Chargers in Indy. No uh, weather concerns here, obviously, with Indy being in a dome. Line for this game opened up 48 and a half as far as the total. That number has been bent down to 47. Do see some 46 and a halves out there as well. Um, injury report for both of the squads. Let's start here with the Chargers because it's always fun going through their injury report. Darvin James Jr., safety, questionable. Uh, Joey Bosa isn't practicing on Thursday, and he looks unlikely to return from the IR. Um, Other than that, everybody is a go for this team. Uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, not on the injury report. For the Indianapolis Colts, the big news was that Jonathan Taylor is going to be gone for the rest of the season dealing with an ankle injury. 
Um, Kenny Moore, cornerback questionable. Shaquille Leonard underwent back surgery on Tuesday. We'll mess rest of the season. And that is pretty much it here, Scott. So Chargers, Colts, uh, total currently sitting at 46 and a half on win bet. What do you like about this one? Uh, it's this one's tricky. It's very tricky. I think I'm on the under. Okay. The Chargers against one of the worst pass defenses in the league couldn't do anything with Tennessee on Sunday. They won the game anyway. Colts offensively stink. I said they were gifted two touchdowns with special teams and defense earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. I'm on the under. The Colts okay. are a terrible team. Jonathan Taylor's out for the year. I think they can drag the total down by themselves. I'm on the under. Okay. Yeah, I think this might be a game where Colts don't put up very many points. I mean, their team total right now is at 20 and a half. Uh, Chargers at 25 and a half in this game. This feels like a 24, 10, 24, 13, 16 type of game. I think it's going to be closer because the Chargers okay. just don't win easy ever. That's true. G too. Give me yeah. some type of like 24 to 20 game or okay. something. I think it's one possession, but I'll go with the Chargers. But I'll, right. I'll lean under in this game. Uh, team totals, anything you like there? Uh, I'm, I, I, I have to lean to Colts under, don't I? I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I, I just don't, there's nothing to like about this team. It, yeah. I, I mean, how, how the hell are you supposed to respond with an interim coach while you blow the largest lead in NFL history? I, I don't know how you show up for this game motivated. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it's difficult, uh, especially after blowing that lead. I think a huge letdown spot for the Colts. So uh, now you're going to be definitely without Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the season, your best offensive player. Um, Matt Ryan is still the starting quarterback for this team. Mm -hmm. Not much faith there. I think the pass rush, even without Bosa, can get home uh, to Matt Ryan. So definitely leaning towards the under on the Colts and the full game under. Uh, anything else for this game, Scott, before we get into our picks? Uh, no. That's it. All right. Uh, before we get into our picks here, let me tell you guys where you can get down on all these totals. That's going to be over at WinBet. And if WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the hashtag DGENs only, try your luck at WinBet's Parlay Wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100, limited to state availability. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And also, football bingo is back. This time for the NFL's Christmas Day slate, free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, Scott, let's uh, close it out with our picks for this NFL Week 16 uh, schedule for the totals. I will let you lead it off here, man. What do you got for a total and then also a team total? Y'all uh, give that out as well. Yep. So for the regular total, I'm going to go to Baltimore and I'm going to take the under 37 and a half between the Falcons and the Ravens. Lamar might not play, which definitely helps, but you're looking at the weather, how cold it's going to be. The wind we said earlier, it's supposed to be somewhere. What do you say? 20 mile per hour, like 15 to 20, I think. Uh, for the Baltimore game here. Let me see uh, for Baltimore, about 15, 
15 to 20. So yeah. that's definitely not exactly the most ideal can kicking conditions. I think Huntley's going to be a quarterback for this game. I don't think Lamar's going to play. They're nine and five. They can kind of coast a little bit to the actual playoffs since New England lost. And that was one of the teams they were hypothetically competing with if they fell off a cliff. Jets also lost. So I don't think Baltimore is going to rush anything. I think Lamar's probably not going to play, which means you have Ritter who can't throw against Huntley. 37 and a half in bad weather. I'm on the under. And that number's too high. Yeah, I love that one as well. Um, all right, what do you got for a team total? So for my team total, I have a lot, a lot of options because we mentioned a lot of team totals that we like. Uh, the question is, which one do I want to go with? Um, you know what? I'm going to back Minshew Mania. I'm going to go with the over uh, 20 and a half for the Eagles. You could potentially find a touchdown prop, at, you know, plus 125, but 20 and a half against this secondary, and now they're missing Van Der Esch. I think Minshew can do enough to score three touchdowns in a dome, especially give me the over for the Eagles. All right. Uh, I will co-sign both of those because, because that is exactly my two picks. We're going to be at my well. other one was potentially Titans under, but I decided okay. to just go with the Eagles instead. Yeah. Um. All right. So look, it's the lowest total on the board for a reason. I think it's going to be another ugly game. I already missed a number here uh, when it opened up at 38 and a half, but I think weather is going to be a, a huge concern in this game the Browns at the Saints game. I think it'll be something similar to what we saw last week between the Saints and the Browns, sorry, between the Ravens and the Browns, where mm -hmm. that game finished up with 16 points, two quarters where we didn't see any points. Um, this might be a 13 to three type of game again, 13 to 10 type of game again, even if it gets to 17, 13, uh, it still goes under the total here. So Saints Browns under 32 for me. Um, I as will take my, scoreless quarter at plus 125. Yeah, I like that as well. As far as a team total, I am going to go down to South Beach and take the Miami Dolphins uh, on Sunday in that first game to get me over 26 and a half points. Um, also, like if you find their uh, team total touchdowns at plus 145 at over three and a half, I think they can uh, get that as well. But for team total points, Dolphins. I think they get back on track here. I think the speed is going to be too much for the secondary of the Green Bay Packers to keep up with. Good bounce back spot here for Tua being back at home after three straight games on the road. Um, much needed win here for their playoff uh, implications. I think they get it done here. So I'll take the Dolphins team total over 26 and a half as my uh, total um, team total for this week for NFL week 16. Cool. All right, Scott, that's him. Do it. Uh, NFL Week 16 totals show in the books. Anything else we need to mention before we get out of here? Just a reminder, you have a couple, most of the games are on Saturday. So yeah. plan accordingly. For Sunday, we mentioned a couple of games that might not be good. So, you know, enjoy the holidays and let's make some money. Yeah, definitely. Uh, games, most of them are on Saturday, like we mentioned, Christmas Eve. Uh, so pay attention to that. Make sure to check those injury reports as well. Uh, so early in the week on Tuesday. Get final injury reports probably closer to Thursday and Friday for this weekend of football. All right, that's going to do it for this totals episode for NFL Week six, 15, uh, 16. For the, 16, I'm sorry, for the NFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, check back throughout the week. We'll have uh, Thursday Night Football with Scott, and then we'll also be doing the um, Sunday games uh, breakdown for the betting card side and player props and all that good stuff. So look out for that. 
Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.